The devastation from Hurricane Harvey has been overwhelming. To hear the personal story of a friend in evacuation makes it even more real for me. I'm Eddie Bates. You're listening to Faith and Family. Before the floodwaters receded, I had the opportunity to speak with friend and fellow LCMS Director of Christian Education, Ryan Legler. Ryan serves Memorial Lutheran Church in Katy, Texas. As a husband and father, my chest became tight and my heart became heavy as I listened to him describe the steps he took to protect his family in the midst of dangerous flooding that overcame their home. As the reports came in, um, we did some time sandbagging around some of the doors, spent some time getting gathering uh, essential papers, birth certificates, passports, things like that. Um, if we have to evacuate, what do we need safe? Um, and the storm was pretty far south. Um, Katy area, uh, which is where I'm at, um, got constant rain, and we were always the highest projected total amounts of rain um, from most of the, the projections, which uh, has seemed to be true. Uh, even before it landed, uh, I don't know when it was Friday night, I mean, we were getting rain right away, and it was pretty constant. We were safe in our home um, until Sunday night, I believe. Uh, the rain would come, and as it let off, the sewers would allow more back in. And so I'd see it come halfway up my driveway and then back down. It happened three or four times throughout the day, uh, and then late, maybe 7 o'clock in the evening, it it just pressed on and uh, continued up to the house. Um, at that point, it was kind of a mad dash to gather everything we had prepared, um, grab our kids, and uh, water was coming in from all four doors in our house had started coming up through the showers. And um, so we, we kind of stockpiled everything, uh, chose to go out the window uh, instead of allowing a lot of the water in with the door. Uh, we're a one-story house, uh, so we really had no place to go up. And uh, we took the kids across the street to our preschool, and then I made seven or eight trips back and forth to the house to grab what we thought was essential. Um a few comfort items for the kids and uh, the things that we really needed to have. So uh, we made it out and shut the window and <laughs> left. Um, but the floors, all the carpet, all the flooring, wood was, was bowing up. And um, it was kind of a, you know, what you see in the movies and uh, this is the time we have to get out. And we did and um, kind of left that behind us. And when we had first gotten the kids to the preschool, it was dry. And then after my eight trips back and forth, uh, the water was coming in there. So just a continual rising. And um, I was probably wading through waist-deep water, getting back and forth. Uh, once we got to the preschool, our old preschool, we made our way through. But by the time, I mean, in that 15, 20 minutes, there was now three inches of standing water in the preschool. Uh, we made our way to the church, uh, again, dry. Uh, by the time we made it out of the office, the office was taking water, so we kept moving um, and planned to spend the night upstairs, which we did. Um, but as we passed through the sanctuary and turned the lights on, we saw lights in the parking lot um, flashing. And so we went to see, you know, are people trapped? What's going on? Can we help them? Um, we are safe now. Um, you know, there's other people who are in need. There were no people in those cars, but across the street, uh, there were people outside their houses who were trapped. So we encouraged them to 
if they wanted to make their way through, <laughs> we would open our doors, and they did. So we had a family of five spend the night with us. Um, as we're watching that, a truck, uh, like a pickup truck, is floating sideways down our main street. And I could see there was somebody in there. So we, uh, their truck did get stopped uh, along the curb somewhere. We called 911. Uh, they rescued them. And that took, that was, so that was probably 8 or 9 o'clock when we called. And um, they sat out in front of our church until 3.30 a.m. Um, they rescued him and had other people in their rescue truck. Uh, it was about the size of a semi, but most of it was a flatbed with some walls on the sides. And uh, paramedics and firefighters were out there. Uh, they planned to bring them into our church because it was dry, um, but uh, two airboats showed up uh, at at 3.30 and took the people to safety so they could get medical help and what they needed. The airboats came back to get those firefighters and, and take them away since their truck was now stuck. <laughs> um, so we spent the night in the church. In the morning, uh, we had four boats pull up with a uh, group of firefighters and paramedics from Nebraska, and they said, we're sweeping the area. Um, if you don't have food till next Monday, you probably need to come with us now. And they were doing estimates based on where the storm was at, how high our water was, uh, what's the drainage plan. And um, we knew we could make it a few more days with food and going back and forth to the house, uh, but we knew we could make it another eight days. And so we grabbed, again, the essentials. Uh, again, so we're leaving with two backpacks and a, a small suitcase to get into this boat. Uh, and they took us to safety where we loaded a bus and went to a local high school. Um, and our friends had been calling, but we kind of put our phones just away to change out of wet clothes. And, uh, and uh, as we're, we're heading to grab some food, we turned around and uh, there was our friend, Zach. Uh, he said, get your stuff. Let's go. And so we, we grabbed it and they brought us to their home. And uh, that was last night. So it uh, was a very hectic 24 hours. Um, you know, I hadn't eaten lunch since probably Friday afternoon, and it was now Sunday at, you know, 1 or 2 o'clock before we had some more food. And um, just because it was a constant something, 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 and getting things prepared and trying to help other people. And um, we are here safe. Um, but as we kind of take that breath and say, hey, uh, okay, things are good, um, I'm continuing to text with our other staff who are still in Katy, um, who are still getting the, hey, our house is underwater, we need someone to help evacuate us. So just because my, like I was one of the first people, I think, evacuated from Katy, um, just because we were the first ones out, we kind of feel that uh, safe and a little bit out of the water, but other people are just now getting hit, you know, and so it's not that it's over, uh, it's still it's that I have, <laughs> you know, my family is safe, um, and now other people are experiencing the same thing. And so <clears throat> it's hard to tell if water is still rising or not, but people are still needing to be evacuated. Um, there is a levee that just broke south of Houston. So those people are in an awful position now. Um, <clears throat> so as for us, we are very thankful for friends and family. Uh, we've had tons of calls saying, how can we help you? Um how can we, what can we send you? And obviously we don't know where we're going to be living. So it's like, well, you can't really send us anything right now, but pray for us. 
Uh, if you want to start gathering some supplies, I'm sure someday we'll, you know, in the next week we might be able to receive things. Um, but um, we're seeing the harsh reality of <clears throat> the world and the weather. Um, you know, as there's an imbalance of pressure, the hurricane kind of sets that back to a neutral ground. And, you know, whether that, you know, that's God's way of rebalancing stuff and saying, okay, uh, this is how it gets fixed. And um, we live in a sinful world, and we know there's harsh things that we don't <laughs> want to happen, um, but they do. And um, But we see God in the midst of this and say, and these people didn't know where we were. They knew where we were going, um, and they just got in a car and drove to come get us. And people from across the country calling, saying, how can we help the families of your church? How can we help the people in your area? Um we're setting up ways to do that within our church structure, um, even as people are being flooded. Uh, some of us are working on that. Some of us are just trying to save our families. Some of us are trying to help others. And you see just the people coming together and saying, yeah, this stinks right now, but um, let's work together. And God is continuing to provide um, through through his people. Um, those who have needs are being or, you know, those needs are being met by other people who, who have, and um, it's been a good thing. We waited an hour and 15 minutes in line outside of the grocery store this morning uh, just to get in. Um, there's very few grocery stores that are still open. Um, so we got some essentials and uh, came home. But just standing in line, you hear people, some of them are in this area that isn't flooded, saying, yeah, we're, we're fine, we're just trying to get a few more supplies, and others are saying, yeah, we got shipped in from this area, and I'm staying with friends, and I have nothing. Um, but there wasn't this sense of <clears throat> dread, even from those of us who had lost our homes. It was, you know what, um, we're just, we're going to keep moving, and, um, you know, we know God is still here, and God is, is good, whether <laughs> my situation is or not. Um, he is faithful, and so um, it's been a uh, pretty positive thing. Um, we were only in the high school, the, uh, I don't know what you want to call it. Um, they, they, they opened their doors, you know, for people who were locked out of their homes and who had been washed out. And um, the people there, it was just lined with volunteers, all with clothing, uh, Chick-fil-A delivered, Panera delivered. And so there was food for people to eat. Um, there was all these donations that had been brought in. Uh, and just lines of people, you know, how can we help you and welcoming you in um, as a place to stay until until it's safe to go out. So that's kind of the, that's my story. And right now my, my family is safe and I don't know where we'll be living, but, um, you know, we'll be, we'll be taken care of and uh, we'll take it one step at a time. How far away did you have to travel? How far away from, uh, from your home in Katy are you now? I would guess we are um, five to ten miles uh, downtown, so we're straight south of that, of where we were. Um, I live next to the post office, um, so if you look up Katie, <laughs> wherever it pulls up, that's that's where my house is. Um, but the train tracks on Highway t- Highway Ten, that's you know they run east and west, um, and when they rescued us, they literally just took us across the train tracks um, to a bus. 
which then took us to the high school. And there are plenty of roads that are flooded, but there's a there's easily a five foot difference of water from the north side of the tracks to the south side. And so it has caused this flood north of the tracks because there's this, you know, big mountain, uh, you know, that spans east to west for a long time. And there's very few culverts for the water to escape. So um, you don't have to go far to be safe. You just have to know that you can get there. And um, that was a hard thing when you're on the north side saying, can I get to a place that's safe? Um, And so we just crossed the road. I mean, you know, we had life jackets on and they were, you know, had their, their stick out there checking. So their boat didn't get stuck. And I mean, they were pushing five feet down, four feet down to make sure their boats are clearing uh, on the North side. Um, so yeah, I would assume we're probably it was about 10 miles South um, of where we live. All things considered your, your family had to be evacuated your home. Uh, is, is completely flooded, yet you remain uh, very, very calm and, and very hopeful. Where is your hope? Um, that's, that's probably the easiest question I've gotten in the last two days. Um, my hope is in uh, God and um, my faith in Jesus Christ, and just that uh, God has proven himself faithful, <clears throat> over the thousands of years, uh, we see that over and over and over. And um, people ask me, "Hey, what do you need? What do you need?" And I have no idea what I need. Um, I know that I'm being taken care of, and uh, I'm going to take this, like I said, one step at a time. And, and God has proven Himself faithful to to me personally, and to our family, and to and to this world. Um, so even when things are hard and they look bleak and, and people, you know, are yelling, where's God and why is this happening? Um, I know that God's in the midst of it, and it doesn't mean that he's not caring. Uh, it doesn't mean he's not loving. It means um, he's walking along with us through this uh, awful time, through this hard time um, that uh, we know we're not alone um, as we, we care for others in our family and our loved ones and, and strangers. Uh, you know, these are uh, all God's people, and uh, He is He is with us as we go, as we walk through these storms. Um, and that's a, a huge thing, really, for me to to stay calm um, and say, I know that God has not abandoned us, and I know um, that's such a strong foundation for me um, that that is that is what keeps me calm, helps me focus on what I need to focus on, uh, and keep people, keep my family safe. Um, but you know, so saying, what do I need to do to care for my family? And, but it also gives me the peace to say, okay, what else can I do to care for others? Um, and you know, I'm receiving blessings and I need to to pass those on to, to those who need it. And, um, yeah, God being present, um, and, uh, just being God, being who he has shown us that he is, is, is a huge, uh, foundation, a huge hope that right now for, for me to hold on to. And uh, I can pass it on to anybody. I hope I hope that's something they can grasp onto. 
I also had the opportunity to talk with the Reverend Dr. Matthew Harrison, President of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, and the Reverend Dr. Scott Murray, Senior Pastor of Memorial Lutheran Church in Houston, Texas, and Second Vice President of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. They addressed the question of temptations we face in the midst of disaster. And what do we make of suffering? What are the temptations we face in the midst of a disaster or a crisis? Well, uh, faithlessness, fear, um, doubt, and uh, turf wars, power struggles, all that stuff goes on. And the most important thing is to simply realize we're all sinners and uh, in the name of Christ he, he raises us up to serve and the goal is is simply to be present with people as they travel through these difficulties in the name of Jesus and uh, I, I can't tell you how many time after time after time in these disasters to hear people say I had no idea my church cared I had no idea you did this. Uh, it, it just blows you away. Dr. Murray, you're nodding your head. Yeah, well, I, I think the, the, the great threat is despair in the face of, of a disaster. And, I mean, our congregation, uh, you know, used our board of elders to reach out to our people and... In many cases, they reached people who didn't have any problems and, and had no specific needs, and yet how delighted they were to hear from their church leaders and to have someone pray with them on the phone and to encourage them and support them and say, look, if you've got a need later on, you know, make sure that we know about it and how delighted uh, people are to find this out. Uh, just even a simple prayer. I mean, this is the crazy thing about the, the policy of no gospel on the ground. A simple prayer encourages people. I had a, a, a young couple that had flooding uh, one of the evenings, and this got on Facebook. I immediately provided a prayer on Facebook. And, and the response from the young couple was so positive. And thanks for that, Pastor. It means so much to us, you know, in this crisis. Um, they were able to, to go to relatives. They're fine, high and dry. Um, but, but at the moment, you really need that encouragement. What message can we bring when the question is presented, where is God in the midst of this disaster? Why would God allow such a thing to happen? Well, the question of suffering is the oldest and most challenging question in all of theology. But I look at all of these things in a simple way. When the women were looking at Jesus dying on the cross, the apostles had fled. They thought it was over. They thought this was the end of everything. They thought God must hate him and God hates us or there is no God. Everything they had hoped was dead. And right in the midst of that horrid event, God was doing the greatest, most loving thing he's ever done in history. And so the challenge is to look at crosses in life in that paradigm. And then uh, I've had the great blessing, Pastor Murray knows about this too, but just to see what good God works in the midst of disasters. Uh, the, the best, sometimes the worst things come out, but the best things come out. 
uh, the best things come out of the church, the best things come out of individual Christians, congregations, in the midst of challenges and difficulties. And there will be uh, – we, we've responded to hundreds of tornadoes and other floods and everything else. So uh, we've seen it all. But the, uh, the bottom line is Christ comes uh, out in his people and uh, – the result is is amazing. It's amazing consolation, comfort, comfort, encouragement, faith, and everything good. Dr. Murray, can you tell me about a time where you've seen that, where you've seen good come out of a disaster? Well, in, in the case of our congregation, just over the last few days, the way in which the congregation has pulled together um, and and you know communicated with each other in in very positive ways and 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 seen to the needs of one another um, and and you know people are coming to us and saying how can we help you know what can we do and and even people that have themselves uh, suffered losses so uh, it, I, I see the congregation pulling together uh, to do the work of the Lord. Uh, and perhaps, you know, you have no choice in the midst of suffering but to work together. Uh, and, and this is the Lord's way to, uh, to you know, unite a community of people even more strongly than it ever was before. Uh, so so it's, it's kind of an exciting time. Um, and that's why we have to fight despair because uh, despair will lead us to, uh, to doubt uh, the positive results that can come from, uh, from the gift of suffering from God. Pastor Harrison, to those who are uh, the, those LCMS Lutherans around the country who are loading up their gear, uh, getting ready, they are ready to come serve. What is your word to them as they're getting their chainsaws, their their gear for mucking out houses and and coming to serve? God bless you. I've got First John three. In this we have known love, and it has a definite article here in the original, the love that this one for us laid down his life, that is Jesus laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. Whoever has the sustenance of life, the beyond to cosmo, beyond is a word we get biology from, whoever has uh, enough peanut butter and jelly and uh, a piece of bread to survive and a little water, uh, uh, he should uh, uh, Whoever has the sustenance of life should behold his brother in need, and whoever closes um, closes his splachna, his viscera, his heart, whoever closes his heart, how can the love of God remain in him? This is not just a matter of sort of following the law. It's about being. It's about who you are at your final essence. You are a Christian. You are a little Christ. And you're responding out of love because of who Christ is and what he's planted in you by faith. Uh, children, let us not love with words or tongue, but in deed and truth. And just like Jesus, who always acts, you know, the leper comes to him and uh, says, Lord, if you will it, I can be clean. And uh, Jesus says, if I will it. And he stretched out his hand, having compassion on him, esplachnidzestai, that great word again, having compassion on him, he touched the man. So he acts. He always acts. And we, as his Christians, we act too, whether it be praying, giving, going. Amen. Gentlemen, any other comments, uh, any other messages for our listeners today? God bless you all. 
we pray with our uh, Texas brethren. God bless you, Pastor Murray, as you pastor this very significant and wonderful congregation. 17 different language groups in that congregation, that growing congregation in central Houston with a thriving school and great pastors and a church that is amazingly generous and just a, a piece of what the Missouri Synod is in that great state. Listen to Faith and Family Monday through Friday at this time. Faith and Family is a listener-supported program. Your financial support is needed for Faith and Family to continue. Our address is 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can contact us on the web and download Faith and Family at kfuo.org. Worldwide KFUO, on the air, online, and on demand.